Hello and welcome to the People for Olsen podcast and thank you so much for coming back and listening to our brand new episode, episode number eight with Mayor Bill Brazil from Manoa, New York. We are so excited to have Mayor Bill on this week to sit down and talk with Mayor Mark Olson just to get to know more about Bill and everything that he does in his day-to-day operations as the mayor of Manoa and also just to chat a little bit more about local politics and local government here in Onondaga County. We're just so excited to have had him here today on episode eight, and we hope that you enjoy this conversation between Mayor Mark and Mayor Bill. Make sure that you're following along with everything happening on the campaign. You can visit us online at peopleforolson.com. You can also like our page on Facebook at Mark Olson for Onondaga County Legislator and follow Mayor Mark on Twitter. Well, make sure that you're staying up to date with everything involving the campaign. You can follow us along on social media over on Facebook at Mark Olson for Onondaga County Legislator, on Twitter, Mayor Mark Olson's personal Twitter page, and also online on our website at peopleforolson.com. Make sure that you also subscribe to this podcast. That way you'll be updated the moment a new episode is released. We release new episodes every single Monday right here on the audio version. And on every single Friday, we release the video version of the podcast over on the campaign Facebook page. Well, without further ado, here's this week's conversation between Mark and Mayor Bill Brazil. Well, welcome, uh, Mayor Brazil. Thank you for coming on the Olson, uh, People for Olson podcast. I really appreciate you being here and, and being a good friend to the Village of Faithful. So thank you again. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm just a regular guy, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but all, I, uh, you know, I've been involved with our village for a long time. You know, I moved to our village uh, when I was eight years old, coming from the city. And it was so quiet and everything else. It's kind of just a little story. I mean, my dad, I used to be so proud that I'd get up in the morning and like, wow, there's no traffic and all the sounds. I was living in a little community and my dad would always get me off. Oh, someday you're going to be mayor because, you know, I was so proud to be in Manoa. Yeah. And sure enough, I know he was looking down from heaven and yeah. saw when I was sworn in, you know, but uh, who even, I never even dreamt of that, but they always would get yeah. around. Because you're one of the few elected officials that's been a judge. A trustee yes. and a mayor. Are you the only one in? Is it? Yeah, the only one that I know of. I yeah. uh, in 1992, I served 10 years as acting village justice. I'm not a lawyer, so as a lay judge in the you know it's city and county court, you have to be a lawyer judge. But in village and town court, you can be a lay judge. And I learned so much about our community. You know, it really was an eye opener about what goes on behind closed doors in mm-hmm. a small village. What made you say, "I want to be the, I want to run for judge"? Because you have to run for that position. Well, actually, I was appointed. The judge at the time was Bob Kinsella, and he appoints an acting justice, and then the village board has to approve the appointment. So I was his acting justice, but he let me do all the small claims and really run a lot of the court. You know, we had a good relationship. Bob was my principal in elementary school, believe it yeah. or not. So him and I went way back. Yeah. Plus, we were neighbors. He lived on the same street that I grew up. But, yeah, I was judge for 10 years, and now um, I've been on the board 19. So 29 years in village government. And um, just a short story about how I became, got on the board. As judge, you can't be politically involved in things. And uh, Mayor Reagan and Dick Donovan, who was uh, deputy mayor at the time, kept saying, we got to get you out of being judge. We need a guy like you that's going to get involved and 
we need a worker on our board. And I always said, what am I going to do, run against Dick? I mean, you know, and yeah. finally someone retired off the board, and I said, okay, now it's my opportunity, and I ran, and I got on the board. I served two years under uh, Mayor Reagan, and then uh, Dick Donovan became mayor, made me his deputy mayor, and for those 12 years, I was his deputy, and now I'm in my fifth year, second term as mayor. And it's funny because a lot of people always say, geez, you've been mayor forever. And I go, no, only five years. Yeah. But I've been around so long, you know, people just assume, you know, I was mayor. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know how, you know, a small community, especially being from there, you know, a lot of the people in our village, you know, watch me grow up and they have stories of me as a little kid being a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. I had a lady when I was knocking on her door. Uh, getting petition signed, she said to me, I used to cut your grandmother's hair. And I'm, I had never met my grandmother. Really? And, and I went and told my mom the story, and she said, oh, yeah, I know. And it was such a feeling like, wow, you know, this yeah. is special because it doesn't happen. No. And, you know, I'm learning that, you know, in the when the higher you go, the, the, the less you, you know, you had that interaction. And it's more about getting those signatures signed and getting right. those things. To me, a village, and one of the things that I want to do uh, in this podcast is let people know about villages and let them know that it, one, it's, it's, it's about service. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying that from, from when I became village trustee and, and when I became mayor. It's about taking care of the residents. It's about, you know, you, you saw me on the phone when I came and I was taking care of an issue. Yeah. You know, it's what we do. Yeah. Uh, and I think people don't understand that. It's not political. I right. say we're elected officials. You know, I don't say we're politicians because yeah, I, we have a political position, but it's not a political role. And it's really for the good of the community and the good of the people. And it's good to see people like you doing that, what, what do you feel like is your best attribute that helps you become, or that helps you be a good mayor? Well, I just feel that I'm, you know, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm out there, I guess you could say. Yeah. I just uh, love our community. So I, I frequent all the local businesses and mm -hmm. uh, people, I'm, I'm very easily accessible. And I have my little electric car in the summer that I drive around the village in and I'm you know, people can see me a lot better than if I was in my car or truck. You know, they might not be able to grab my attention, but I'm just going down the street in that little electric car yeah. and everyone, hey, Mayor, come over here. I got to show you something or whatever. Yeah. And I think it's just being available. You know, I started my pizza with the mayor. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So yeah. I was going to ask you, well, first, when am I going to be on? That's, you know, that's <laughs> well, the first thing. You know. yeah, absolutely. But second, has that really been, you know? That's been fantastic. You yeah. know, I, I had to put it on pause because of COVID, but uh -huh. um, I'm starting it up. Next Wednesday will be my first one I've had now in a year, but it, um, it was it's fantastic. You know, I always felt our citizens are our, our best asset, and we need to have that communication always with our citizens. So there's no agenda, no speeches. Basically, Trappers Two uh, sponsors it, so they buy a big pizza, they buy the soda, and people just come and let me know what's going on in the village. And what's really great is. I get to meet people that I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know a lot of the people in our village, but there's a lot of new people coming yeah. in. And the real good thing is people tell me things going on in their neighborhood. And the next day I give them my department head and say, hey, go see so-and-so, let's yeah. take care of that. Yeah. If it's something with the police, I call the chief. So, you know, I get right on it. And, and having a real job, which a lot of people don't think you have, they think yeah. this is full time, yeah. as you know, and uh, I don't like things to pile up or get behind. I like getting right on them and getting things taken care of. So that really gives me a great opportunity to do that because I'm getting feedback from all our you know, people that come by. 
And at the end of 2019, I started having a special guest. And I had Ryan McMahon. I've had Kevin Holmquist. Um, the shirt, you know, Conway. Mm-hmm. I had just about everyone that was in office, in any type of office, didn't matter what party they were in, yeah. whoever's representing our community to come out, have people come out and have this nice and formal. I mean, you yeah. can sit down with Gene, you know, our sheriff. When can you ever do that? Let's right. sit down and if you have some questions. And people really appreciate that. They look forward to who my guest was. So That's a big deal because I keep trying to explain to everybody. You and I have met a, a ton of politicians. We just, they put their pants on the same way you and I do. And you know what I mean? We're no different than them. We just have a different job. You know, I meet with first graders every year before COVID. And I, I see them now as they've grown up. And, and, and they all say, hello, Mr. Mayor, and how are But they get it because we try to explain yeah. to them that. And, and more and more people, I think, need to understand that. We just have a, we just have a different job. And we happen to, to love what we do. And we happen to get things done. But it's not always you know, as hard as people, you know, to get those communications and those people in to help us as mayors because we don't care. Red, white, blue, yeah, it doesn't right. matter. Is If you're going to help me, yeah, that's all that matters. And, and I think you've seen that. Oh, right? absolutely. And you've done such a great job, you know, being president of the Ontario County Mayors Association. And really, I, I know you've probably, you know, I, I know I learned so much from Dick Donovan. Oh, yeah. And, you yeah. know, being by his side for 12 years and i know you fed off him too oh my god he was a great mentor and he was a great example of what a mayor is and uh you know and i think you know both of us have the same type of style in governing and you're absolutely right i mean i always tell people i don't care what side of the aisle you're on you know when we go to albany to lobby for nikon or whatever who's going to help manoa yeah. That's all I'm looking yeah. for. I don't yeah. care, you know, what the politics are. And that's yeah. what's great about a village. We don't run on party lines. You know, we're too small of a community to draw a line down the road and say, oh, we're Republicans or Democrats. It's not about that. It's all about, does my toilets flush? Is my trash picked up? Are yeah. we going to, you know, yeah. the roads are plowed. It's quality of life issues. Yeah. There's no need to bring in national issues. That's for another layer of government. Well, it's for the state and the federal. I mean, yeah. Mayor Romano used to say, it, great, it's about service. It's about providing service. And, you know, in the city, it, it is political, but you do, it doesn't need to be. And I think Mayor Walsh has done a good job with that oh, yeah. of saying, hey, you know what? I'm right in the middle and, and whoever can help me, that's what I want to bring to the county. I want more people to realize that you, you get more done when you work together or if you find common ground or if you get to know the people, I was saying something, oh, Mayor Donovan, you know, God, you know, God rest his soul. I went to the house after and he had that, he had set up that Christmas thing. And I know you've seen it. And I was like, and Phyllis told me he gets on his hands and knees and he would do all the snow and he would, and you, there's a human side. He used to, when I first met him, he scared me. His hands were big and he had a deep voice and he scared me. But then when I got to know him, you're right. I fed off of, cause he had been there, done it. He was one of those people that could say to you, Mark, those big hands get a soda or get something to drink calm down they're gonna you'll figure it out you'll do it and he gave me great advice he said if you feel that strong the next day about writing an email write it but usually after 24 hours yeah you know it'll go away and he's right you know he was he had great advice that's the biggest thing i had to get under control because my enthusiasm takes over and uh mayor donovan always told me he said billy take 24 hours to think about don't react quickly yeah. on things because there's a lot of things you might be missing mm-hmm. and take that 24 hours so i always say i got the 24-hour rule i don't make a decision or anything yeah. so i really give it some thought but um 
yeah, he, he was a great mentor and I was so fortunate because he kept me involved in everything. I was like, you know, the deputy mayor was really, I was the deputy mayor. I was in on everything with him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he, and, you know, I thank him for that to this day. I, you know, him and I, he was more like a father figure to me because he, we just had such a great relationship. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things like you were saying, you know, as far as political and when people, like when you and I run for office as a mayor of a village and people say, well, we need change. And it, I always say, you know, what's the change going to be? You've got people like yourself and, and myself where the relationships we have are so valuable. Yeah. That I could pick up a phone and call our assemblyman, our state senator, our county legislator, and say, "Hey, I, you know, I'm in a bind. I got to." And they, they will try to help, or they yeah. will help. Yeah. And that's so important because when you change, and you have someone new, and that's our system. I, you know, that's yeah. our democracy. But it doesn't have to be like I'm looking at this flip the ledge thing now, yeah, and it's like, that's... okay, what do you want to flip? Right. 85% of the time, they vote all together unanimously on, on, these, on the resolutions that they pass. The county bonding rating, the county, the way they dealt with COVID, the county, the way their finances are run, you know, and their departments. And is there things that could be done better? Everybody, you and I both say the same thing all the time. In our villages, it could be done better. Oh, yeah. But we're trying to get there and we're working towards it. But just to make a wholesale change, just to change, to me, isn't the answer. The answer is get people that love it and want to do it for the right reasons. And... I said to someone earlier on the podcast, we could fix Congress, pay them $50,000 a year or $35,000 a year, and say, here's a housing allowance. And do it because you love people. Don't do it for the money. Don't do it for that beautiful pension. And I mean, I'm hoping to get Congressman Kako on, but I mean, look at the money he has to raise oh. to stay in office. You know, and he had just had one of the most successful first quarters. And at least Stefanik, I think I, I read $2 million in a quarter. I mean, that, the money is outrageous. It was never built for that. No. And never meant for that. It's meant to serve the people. It's an honor to do what we get to do. Right. Um, and I think that needs to be brought back. It needs to be more of that and less of the, I'm a good Republican or I'm a good Democrat or I'm a good independent. They're important, but that doesn't mean who you are and what, we, what you can do for your residents. And to me, that's the most important thing. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I mean, it's uh, this whole thing about flipping the ledge. I mean, you know, so the so our county executive won't have a rubber stamp, but what has he done that anyone's gone against <laughs> yeah, what he yeah, wants? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. doing an unbelievable <laughs> job. This county's in great shape, yep. and it's because of his leadership, yeah. be it Republican or Democrat. I mean, yeah, you know, it's frustrating because we take it to heart, our positions oh, yeah. as mayor. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, w you know, you and I, like I said, we, we were, we're the same type of leader yeah. and uh, we take it personal. It's oh, tough yeah. not to. Oh, yeah. And that's the toughest thing because you're out there. And when oh, you yeah. run for election, you're putting yourself yeah. out there. Yeah, because you're talking to everybody. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Who, it doesn't matter who you're. It's everybody because right. you, you represent the whole village. That's and, right. And to me, that's the way it should be. You, you know, and there's 28,000 or 30,000, I think, in the district, the 10th district. That's who I represent. And, and you know what? They're not always going to agree with me, but I'm certainly going to try yeah. to figure out common ground with everybody that I can because to me, that's effective leader. Yes. You know, you, you, we met about marijuana. And I think, you know, the more we talk and the more we walk through it and the more we listen to the people, we'll come up with the three villages in the town. We'll come up with a solution that will work for our residents. But listening to them is the key. And listening to, you know, I had a nice conversation with Dr. Tice and he said, Mark, you're right on. He goes, let's hear what the residents have to say. But from an educator standpoint, 
you know, here's our concerns. And I think more and more, and you have Donna, yeah. uh, Dr. Desiato, who is, you know, amazing. I think she's probably going to have the same take. How do we get that communication and how do we get that out there that, to our residents that, you know, listen, police, fire, educators, all are concerned, we're concerned, but we want to hear what you have to say and we want you to vote because your, your voice is important to us. No, absolutely. You know? I think that is so important to have our residents. Um, you know, it's something like this, it's so new and we don't even know all the regulations yet until they form the committee that's going to, you know, look over these dispensaries and yeah. how it's going to work. So, I mean, we're, we're just into it. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's just one of the major issues now it's going to come into our villages. But, like, someone was, I was talking to a resident, and they, they were thinking, well, we're going to decide laws. I said, no, the law is the law. Yeah. Wherever you can smoke cigarettes or vape, you can smoke pot or marijuana. So... You're not going to change the law, but we're talking about dispensaries. Do we yeah. want them in our communities and what do they bring with them? Right. You know, what kind of clientele or whatever. I'm not saying anything against anyone yeah, no. for their choice, but um, that's the thing. The law is the law now. Yeah. I mean, if you can smoke a cigarette in your park, you can smoke a joint in your park now. Yeah. And, you know, it's, that's the law. So yeah. we have to live with what's now considered the law and uh, that's fine we're, you know we'll do the best yeah. we can so there's a lot happening in Manoa now isn't there it's a busy <laughs> time of year right yeah yeah you know just like yourself we're getting ready you know cleaning up from the winter you know and refreshing all the flowers and getting everything to look nice and mm -hmm. trying to figure out about our Memorial Day parades and all the festivities we usually run in our villages I was telling somebody nothing at the last board meeting nothing that we do is the same as when it was before COVID, right. nothing. And this parade is a big decision. You know, can we safely host a parade that everybody that's participating in it is safe and everybody that goes to see it is safe? And it's a really tough decision, you know, yeah. and, and you know, there's pros and cons on each side and, and what do we do? And, and that's one of the nice things tonight we're gonna to talk about at the mayor's meeting is what's the best avenue, you know, and, and hear what other mayors are doing and what they have decided. Um, have you made a decision yet? Or are you still trying to figure out what to do? Yeah, I think we're, we had a board meeting Monday and uh, more or less we've decided to do something similar that we did last year. You know, the main thing of Memorial Day is to honor our fallen and that's what we're gonna do. And uh, we're not gonna really march or have any type of parade, but people can show up mm -hmm. for the memorial service that we'll do. And, um, you know, we'll have the fire department, the military, but, I, you know, we're going to do basically what we did last year. And to me, that's important. I think more people, yeah. I've had the honor every year. I don't know if you do it in your village, but I go with the veterans to the cemetery. And we go to the two cemeteries in the village and, and we lay a wreath and mm -hmm. they do a ceremony. And I've done it for the last 17 years. And it really opened my eyes. And then, you know, to find out how many veterans are in that cemetery and to see how many people gave back. Yeah. And to think about that, you know, we're fortunate that, oh. that we didn't have to, you know, my dad was in, in the Korean War, my, my father-in-law was in the Korean War and they both came home and they were both, you know, okay. But there's a lot of people that didn't come home. And, right. You know, it's, to me, it's our duty and, and to me, it's a privilege to say to them, thank you and to give back and do the right thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What other things are? I know you have a you have something that different that nobody has in the town of Manlius on Friday nights. What, what can you oh, tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we uh, start our we have our car show and live music at Lewis Park. It's called Cruising at the Park, and um, it's really taken off. I mean, we've got now we're a destination for the cars. We get on a beautiful night on a Friday night because the weather's got to be perfect or they don't come out. Right. 
but uh, <laughs> they bring the cars on. We get 40 to 50 cars. Yeah. And um, I have fun booking the bands. I've booked all the bands now. We're all set up to get the schedule out soon. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, every Friday night, six to eight, um, we have our car show with the bands. And some people are asking, well, how are you doing that if you can't have a parade? But there's different rules that the county has set. There's uh, what they call drive-in rules where they have the drive-in shows. And this is where that falls in, where the cars, you, you sit in front of your car in a circle with the, with the chairs. And especially now, things are starting to ease up more. But when you're walking around, you have a mask on, but everyone stays like in their area and you're able to do it. Last year we did, you know, I usually run from May to August. And last year we just did July and August, but we had good crowds. We didn't have any outbreaks and knock on wood, everything was fine. Yeah. So um, I think we have to do more of that to, you know, cause like I oh, have said yeah. before, people really wanted to see, you know, the services that we provide aren't essential, they're vital, you know, but they, to see the DPW guys go by and to see the ambulances and the fire trucks and to see, you know, you driving around and seeing what everybody's doing, that gives them a sense of normalcy that they really yeah. need. You know, I was talking to Al Sturpey, uh, our assemblyman on the way here, and I said, I went to dinner last night with a group of friends I haven't seen in, since it started, and it just felt like, yeah, back I was on. like, oh my God, it was just so great to catch up and just so to sit, you know, it was a three hour dinner, which normally would have been an hour, but it was three hours because we wanted to catch up and see each other. And to me, more people need to get back because I, you've probably seen it on the ambulance side. We're seeing more and more of you know the mental illness calls and 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 really think we've got to focus our efforts any way we can to help the schools get them reacclimated back into the classroom get them reacclimated into going to the parks going to walk going to go get ice cream going to you know Absolutely. to help them yeah and it's not just the school children it's the college kids think about you know my son's a freshman at Geneseo and I said I talked to him we talked to him twice a week and he's there but it's totally different he can't go out of his room you know, dining hall and back, classroom and back, can't go to social events, can't go to... That does take a toll. I mean, you and I haven't taken a breath because we can't, because we've got a village strong, yeah. we've got a family to run, we've got jobs to do, and we're doing our jobs. But eventually, when we kind of come out of this and we get the herd immunity, I heard the governor on the radio today, and it's perfect. We need everyone to get themselves vaccinated so we can get the herd immunity, so we can get back to what is, yeah. what is life. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a tough road, but yeah, we do the... The car shows, and then we have in September, we uh, do our festival. We have a festival in the park with uh, all kinds of events, something similar like what you do. You yep. do the same thing. And uh, then we have our teal ribbon run for ovarian cancer. This is like its seventh year. Yeah, and you get how many people for uh, that? Oh, we get almost 1,000 people, walkers yeah. and runners. They raise, they raise, the last time we did it in 19, they raised over $35,000. And we just did... Um, a marathon, a mini marathon. It was the um, it was the blizzard, the winter marathon mm -hmm. that they normally do in February. They wanted to do it, so they did it in March, and they raised twenty thousand dollars for Make a Wish locally. All the money stays right here That's in great. Central New York. So yeah, any we get a lot of requests, and yeah. I'm all for it if we can pull them off. I love how it's so different because you have what you guys do. We do you know, Memorial Day and the Faithful Festival, and we do all the other things. And then Manlius has the you know, Memorial Fourth. Day, the big Fourth of July. And I last week Mayor Worrell was on, and he's talking about how they're going to change some things and go to a later parade, kind of like you do at the field days, yeah. a later parade and then bands after. And I like how you can, you know, there's so yeah, much there's diversity so much. in the three communities. But you're right, people just love. When I drive through going to, to Winoa <laughs> to play golf, I'm like, 
and and the church. I was never in the church until oh really. Um, the deputy mayor's brother died, and I went to Mr. Kinsella's funeral down there, and I was like. Wow, is that a beautiful, you know what I mean? You've driven by. And then I got a fish fry at, is it, uh, Saint, is it St. Mary's? Oh, St. Mary's, yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. Yeah, called I called them. you to see where, yeah. and, and wow, was that nice? And you drove up and, yeah. and you know, yeah, I'm they like, worked it out. there's wow. a lot of, you know, things going on. And then I did the one in Manlius. I did the one at the Legion. And then, you know, in Faithful has it, you know, a couple of restaurants. So it's nice how we have so much diversity and so many different things going on. Right. And, you know. Now, are you going to do what you were doing in 19 with the... Um, party in the party yeah. In your we park. think we're going to try one, and we're probably going to wait till July and do it in July on the third uh, Thursday of the month. And if that goes well and it's manageable, you know, we can put it put it together pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, the restaurants come together and it's easy. You know, it's a little bit of coordination, but uh, we 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 found a lot of success with those party in the plazas because it's like you said, you know. Do something nice and they'll come and they'll see yeah. how nice it is and then hopefully they go to the shops or they go to the restaurants and you know we were talking earlier before we got on that um county program they put together yesterday to help the restaurants sold out in four hours five hundred thousand dollars and there was uh avicoli's um papagayos and the craftsman inn um i haven't heard how they did but i mean that's amazing when you think about because restaurants got decimated i mean they just yeah. and they're still being hurt by it and so hopefully this helps right you know so you're one of the fab, I call you the fab five, and I know it's not, people don't get excited. Mayor Donovan used to get very excited about yeah. this. And for our listeners, the Village of Manoa has their own wastewater treatment facility. Uh, and that's been a big, you know, you have one of the premier wastewater facilities in all of New York and maybe all of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, uh, um, you know, back, uh, Mayor Reagan had to decide back in the 80s, we had a consent order. And it's either, are we going to stay in the business or get out of it? And Mayor Reagan decided to stay in the business. And uh, we, we went out for, for funding to put the money into our sewage plant. And really, it was a great, he, he had great foresight because it's, it's really paid dividends for our village. Uh, we have a research facility there where we run um, ESM. High school has their kids come over for environmental science and they get ESF credits through our program. So. We're, we're an on-hands research facility. We call it SURF, the Clean Water Research Facility. And uh, that was really the brainchild of Dr. Desiato and Dick Donovan. Yeah. And they, uh, they got everyone involved. The elementary school was taking food scraps that we would take to put in a compost pile. And the things the kids were able to do, these high school kids, um, you can see their minds just working on things that, would, that third world countries would be able to use. You know, they were heating their greenhouse, which was just a shack at the time, through a compost pile in the dead of winter in central New York and being able to grow tomatoes and peppers. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. And today we have a greenhouse that was uh, by a grant from ESM that was put on our, and it's named the Desiato Donovan Greenhouse. I love how you had that relationship, you know. Not that FM doesn't, but you have such a great, and and it started with Mayor Reagan and Mayor Donovan and you. To me, that's so key because... It's hard. We're fortunate. We're not having a labor shortage that other industries are, right. but the trades are having a problem getting people yeah. involved in these things. And this is something that's important to everybody, you know? Yeah, one of the things, you know, when the, the semester starts every year and the kids come down to the plant, I always greet them and welcome them to Manoa and the plant. And, I always, and they're all basically seniors. Mm-hmm. And I all ask them with a show of hands, how many of you are in this type of field? You might get three of them out of, 15 kids by the end of the program 
that number goes up because yeah. people don't realize, they just think a sewer plant or what are we gonna do? Right. But they get involved in it and they go, wow, there's, this is great. I'd love to yeah. do this for a living. Yeah. So I see out of our area, some of the greatest environmental scientists coming out of that area because of these programs we yeah. have. Yeah. And they're, you know, they changed their major in the college and they look yeah. at a whole different career path. And we've had some of the kids from ESM that graduate come back to do like a thesis through ESF at our plant yeah. to be able to do that. So yeah, we've had, I always say we're a little bit, we're, we're more famous worldwide, believe it or not, than we are locally. Um, our residents know because I constantly yeah. inform them. Yeah. And, but we've had China come to Manoa, the Ukraine, Poland, even some South American countries. Um, that have come to see what we do. As a matter of fact, the Department of Defense was looking at, you know, when they go into like Iraq or Afghanistan and they have to set up a sewer plant and they need a lot of space and everything else, we're showing them how to take care of waste in an area, you know, as big as, you know, twice the size of this room, and this room's not that big, mm -hmm. a contained area that you can take care of waste and, and do things with wetlands and different ways of composting. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, a, it's incredible what, yeah. what we're doing down there. And you've been a leader in the NYSERDA movement too. With the, <laughs> I, I lost to you, <laughs> and it is a little bit competitive, but I lost to you by a point. And it ended up costing us $50,000 because I couldn't get ahead of you. Yeah, but. well, you know, that's, you bring that up, but that's what's great about our village relationships yep. between you, me, and, mm -hmm. and uh, Mayor Worrell. We have our little, you know, our competitiveness but we're all working to, to do this, you know, yeah. what's great for our villages and yeah. for our town. Yeah. And yeah, NYSERDA had the grant program. They had 10 action items. The first municipality, the first two municipalities to uh, do four of the 10 would get a $100,000 non-matching grant. And then after that was 50,000. 50, yeah, the 50, next, uh, I think next four got 50,000. We were one of those four. So we were the first, Little yeah. Manoa, and the second was Town of DeWitt. Yep. So we had a little community and a larger community that was able to be one and two. Yep. And that's, you know, the things we did change our street lights to LED like you've done. Yep. Um, you know, have a natural gas filling station and just do a lot of little things that made yep. sense. You yep. know, I'm all for um, green energy and reducing the footprint, but things that make sense. Yeah. You like know? the stretch code. I know you're you were looking at it and now we're looking at it because you and I, you know, another thing yeah. we do together, we just share code enforcement and right. it works very well for us. And, and I know it works for you reading the stretch code. I'm like, it's, it's the right thing to do, but it could be like you had, you, you had talked about, it could be a little bit of a burden now, especially with the, the, the cost of, you know, all the building materials and, you know, just lumber alone is an additional 20,000. Then you add this, yeah. you know, you could be upwards 40, $50,000 for a new home. It would need this new stretch code. Yeah, I'm not, um, I don't know, I forget when the last time we talked about that, yeah. I was looking into it, but yeah. we, you know, the board and we looked through it and it's really, it's gonna put too much of a strain on uh, local homeowners. Right. We're, we have a development that's building right now, Manoa Farms, and uh, the extra cost to homeowners to yeah. build a house, like you say, you know, 20,000 here, you know, 10,000 for this. And yeah. it puts a lot of extra burden on that. And right now, I don't think it's the right, right. thing. We may adopt yeah. it because we don't have any buildable lots left. Yeah. So if somebody's to tear down a house and build a new one, 
one a year at the most, yeah. it may make sense right. because you are trying to do the right thing and say, you know, we do it with our streetlights. We did it with the, mo you did it with the motors at your plant. We're now looking at that and that gives us another point. Um, putting more information out gives us, you know, we're trying to get up to the next level, yeah. which I know it's harder to obtain than people think. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't want to create a burden to a resident, you know, when they buy that house and it, you know, you know, yeah, it's already. I mean, things that make sense and things that are helping people and helping, um, you know, our environment. Of course, we're all looking to do whatever our part is, you know, mm -hmm. with Earth Day, you know, Saturday, we have a big cleanup yeah. in Manoa with everyone getting together. And those kind of things, you know, yeah, I'm all for that kind of stuff. But you got to really look at some of this other stuff and see what makes sense, you know, yeah. for your community. Right. And, um, you know, that's just one of them that's uh, a fine line. But there's other things that we can do and we're going to mm -hmm. do. And, um, you know, I'm always excited about any of that. Like that $100,000 we got, we needed new motors in our sewer plant. And those motors were the originals that went back to the early 80s. And they run 24-7. There's four of them. Yeah. And they each cost about thirty-five, forty thousand a piece. So that helped us big time to get those. Yeah. And you know, it took about two and a half of those motors to run nonstop to run our plant. Today it takes one of these efficient motors to run it. Yeah. And it just shows you the savings in energy, the savings in just the environment and everything. Yeah. You know, it, it paid for itself. You know. And that's the thing I think I want people to realize that all these things are happening behind the scenes. But there's a lot of thought and process. You know, we were talking about Marty Voss and Rob Cushing and, and our DBW superintendents that work with each other either day. There's a lot that goes into it that people don't know, but it, but it seems like it's easy, but it's not. There's a lot of uh, history and there's a lot of experience and there's a lot of things that make village government, town government, county run on an efficient basis that I don't think people give a lot of credit for. They just think, oh, Government's not efficient, but you guys are working. I mean, that, that well, plant never shuts down. No. Your firehouse never shuts down. Your DPW is always on. That's right. You know what I mean? We, we, you know, like, thank God, but I drove by the old the town garage, and I see that stick across the creek, and everything's backing up, and I'm going, you know, because I call you and say it's coming. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Every time it rains a lot, I say it's coming your way because you're the last one to get it. But to me, we're always thinking about those things. Right. You know? What keeps you up at night in your village? Well, you know, I, I always worry when... Um, you know, I hear the, the whistle go off and, you know, I get the alarms on my phone that all our guys are going out and they're going to be safe. You know, that's my biggest concern because they're, you know, and being all volunteers, and even if they were paid, it doesn't, I mean, what they do is unbelievable. To, and you're a firefighter yeah. yourself, so you know, you go yeah. out there and do it. Yeah. You're putting your life out there, you're leaving your family, the security of your house to go out and save someone's life or protect someone's property. So I really worry I just want everyone to come back safe yeah. and, you know, they come back as they left yeah. and nothing happens. I mean, of course, all the other things going on in the village, you know, we're not going to get flooded or our sewer plant's not going to go down or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so many things going on, but uh, the main thing is our guys that go out on those calls yeah. in our fire service. And especially you, I mean, I always say, you know, a volunteer isn't the right word to say a fireman. Yeah. For the time they put in, the training, everything, calling them a volunteer seems like, you know, I, I use volunteer like I, you know, I coach my kids Little League or coach them in basketball. Yeah. I'm volunteering, but yeah. to do what they do and what you do, yeah. you know, that's just, it's unbelievable. It's, it's tremendous. And years ago, you know, we had the consolidation talks and everything. And I remember someone from the press coming up to me and saying, well, 
you know, how would you feel if your house was on fire? Wouldn't you rather have a paid firefighter there than a volunteer? And I said, absolutely not. Those volunteers by state law have to go through the same training a paid yeah. guy does. Yeah. There's yeah. no difference. There is. A fire doesn't know the difference between right. a career or a... Yeah. And, and we're fortunate that we have a good working relationship with both, and, and we're there to serve the whole town and, and all the villages. But to me, you're right. I appreciate that because a lot of people think, oh, you know, oh, you know volunteer is a tough word because how many volunteers are giving up, you know, the hours that they oh, give yeah. up to go on calls, the training that they have to go through, the sacrifice for their families, the sheer dangerous, you know, how sheer dangerous it is. And to think about it, and it's getting harder and harder. And I know all of us, East Syracuse, I know, is talking now about having to do a combination and mm -hmm. Faithful, Manless, DeWitt, Tully, and Jamesville's yeah. looking at some things. Everybody's going to have to look at it, and you've looked at it. Yeah. And you're fortunate. Do you have yeah. a lot of volunteers? Are all your, like, zoning and planning, and his, are, are they all volunteers, too? Well, our planning, you mean our planning yeah, board? Planning, yeah, planning and uh, zoning board, they get, they get a stipend. Okay. You know, they don't meet that often. I mean, right now, uh, the planning board, because we have homes being built, and we have some new businesses coming in town, so they're, they're a little bit busier than they used to be. But, yeah, they're, they're, they get paid a stipend when they meet, okay. you know, stuff like that. But, you know, our volunteers, we're very fortunate still not to have any paid staff I mean, our ambulance is a paid staff, right. but our fire is uh, all volunteer. Mm -hmm. And we have 40 people that are um, qualified to, to go out and right. fight fire. So, which is, you know, someday it might not be like that. And yeah. then we'll have to make some really hard decisions yeah. on what we have to do. But, you know, getting back to, um, you know, us working together and, you know, your leadership with the Conference of um, Onondaga County Mayor Association and um, just being able to um, be able to work together with you as mayor up in Fayetteville, you know, that we don't, have, you know, about sharing our services. We do that without paperwork, oh, without yeah. lawyers, yeah. intermunicipal agreements. We're done. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we all work so well together and people yeah. don't realize that. I don't think at times, yeah. you know, you have a bucket truck. We need it yeah. when you're not using it. Yeah. We're using it yeah. and we don't need to buy one. You no. know, that's the yeah. thing, the cost savings and all that. And We're just looking at a third leaf picker, and I was going to reach out to you and say, hey, because we have two. When one goes down, you know, oh, yeah. leaf season. We, uh, <laughs> Mayor Warren and I talked about it. You know, people don't realize. I mean, where do you put yours? Like I, this year, we lost our place. We lost our farm where we took them to, oh. and we ended up having to go to the quarry and drop them off oh, at the really? Kinsella quarry. Well, a lot of it we, we keep for back in our uh, surf program for the kids I was telling you about. Okay. So we do a lot of composting and all that. And then the rest of them are... Um, Jeez, we just changed. I can't remember who we want go to now. But yeah, we, we have a source, so yeah. we, we're still... But joint purchases that. like that are, you know, oh, we, yeah. did that, we did that with... What was the thing we bought? It might have had something to do with the sewer camera or something I think we bought yeah, together. Yeah, the sewer camera it was. Yeah, to me that's, yeah. And that's the thing about this podcast, you know, yes, it's about people for Olson, but it's also about the relationships. It's about what we do. Oh, yeah. It's about that people think, oh, it's just the, you know, you're just like the state and the federal. We are not no. anywhere near. And as I'm sitting through the county uh, at the county ledge and learning more about it, they're really more, they're closer to us than we think. I've learned a lot that, you know, through Marty Voss and through you know, offices of emergency management and through Kevin and through Ryan's office, there's really a lot of things that we do with the county that people don't know and that you know just just alone they just called the testing is every week now it's going to go to every other week 
And they said, do you have any other sites that you could think of in the town? And I said, oh, I'm going to reach out. I'll reach out to Mayor, you know, Brazil or Mayor, you know, Warhol and see if they're interested in trying to get more of them moved around in the county to get more people tested. I, I want people to know that, that there's that, sure. you know, reaction or there's that relationship that's, that's happening every day. You just don't see it. Yeah. And that's, and that's what's the key about you running for the county ledge. You know, because of the experience you have and you've been at the village level, and you've gone through all the pains and you know everything that we go through, but yep. you have a you have a feel for that. And I think you know that's like right now with Kevin Holmquist in that position, knowing you know he was on the town board, the village yep. board, and he he's there because he knows what we're going through. Yeah, and that's what you bring. Yeah, you, and nobody right now will has will have any if I don't win. Oh no, yeah, no, there'll be no village experience with right. anybody running, and I think that's key because. When you look at some of the, the mayor of the village of Skinny Atlas was the head of the, the, the uh, legislature. And then after that, there was another uh, head of the legislature that was a village mayor. To me, it's important that, you know, not that I want to be the chairman of the legislature, but I think it's important to have that aspect. Oh, we represent, you know, with the villages and, and the city, we're close to 40% of the population of Onondaga County. And people choose to live in the village. Yep. And that's helped. Over time, I think, you know, when we started, oh, yeah. when you were trustee and I was just becoming mayor, people were like, oh, vill the, the villages need to go. And then when people figured out that, oh, wait a minute, villages really do a lot that, you know, towns in the county don't do, and, 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 and even the state and the federal. I mean, if the state shut down tomorrow, we would keep running. <laughs> There's nothing that we rely on the state for. There's nothing that we rely on from the federal government. Um, the county, yes, we rely on the VIP funding and some other, you know, sewers and, you know, you, you right. don't, but other, so, but everything else, we're pretty self-sufficient with our court system and our recreation programs and our senior programs and, you know, things like that. So to me, I think villages play a very, very vital role in the lives of everybody in the town of Manlius in the 10th district. Oh, absolutely. I mean, villages, like you say, people live where they want to live. They'll, they'll pay whatever the taxes are because that's where they want to live. That's where yeah. they want to bring up their family. Yep. That's the schools they want to go to. They like the services they get. So you're not going to change things by saying, you know, dissolve villages yeah. and get rid of that government. I mean, as you get rid of layers of government, like pizza with the mayor, yeah. someone tells me, hey, there's a pothole on East Ave. Tomorrow I got it fixed. Yeah. Now yeah. take me out of the equation or even take uh, the town out of the now they got to come and find someone from the yeah. county. Yeah. And how long is yeah. it going to take? And, 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 you know, I was talking to Marty Voss and, you know, you and I, we have, I have what, 27 lane miles or you have 15 lane miles of roads. He has 277 or some yeah. godly number. And I'm like, oh my God, or eight, 800 miles. And I'm like, you're right. Nothing would get done or it wouldn't get done as fast no. as, as people would expect right. and people like. Exactly. Have you gotten anywhere with, I know you had talked about legislation maybe with the state to try to cap or what was it that you were working on? Oh, I was working on, we, um, we had a slowdown in the building of our development. Mm -hmm. It's only half done right now. It's got about 170 homes in there and there's room for another 150. And now with the economy the way it is and everything else, it's starting up again. But what I was trying to do is uh, give a tax break to new home builders okay. that would come in there to build to try to entice people because, you know, village taxes are high and people are saying, well, I can build just up the street outside the village and I can save all this on taxes. So trying to make it attractive to come into our village, I wanted to do like a five-year plan where your first year, you know, you, you save, um, I think it was 25 or 20% and then every year it goes down 5%. And it's even transferable. Now, for, for a mayor to do that, 
I have to have legislative approval from the state of New York. Yeah. We can't just do that. Right. And, oh boy, that's why, you know, nothing ever gets uh, done in New York, right. New York yeah, State. I had that with the deer when we first right. started the deer thing. Yeah. We could do, we, we started the program, it was very successful. Then the next year, they said, no, the rules should change and da, da, da. And then we asked to get, and it passed the, the assembly, but we couldn't get it past us. And it just, it well, just died. Well, the typical, um, when you say about politicians, I never consider us politicians. Mm. When people say, I say, no, I'm a servant of the people. Yeah. Because that's what I really feel like I am. Yeah. I'm not a politician. I'm yeah. not out there, um, you know, being whatever. But right. the thing is, went to the state of New York, and Al Sturpey was really helpful with it. And he was going to promote the bill and, uh, you know, have someone else help in the Senate side and push this bill through and everything else. So it gets to a committee, and the committee goes, what's this guy? Is he worried? Isn't he worried about getting reelected? Yeah. And Al goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, he's only service, He's trying to help just a segment of his village. Isn't he going to alienate the rest of the village? And I go, that's the problem in New York State. Yeah. They're all worried about getting reelected. If I worried yeah. about getting reelected, I wouldn't get anything done. No. You wouldn't no. get anything no. done if I'm worried about getting reelected. Yeah. So it gets to there, and then they start nitpicking it, and it's just, it got stalled yeah. in a committee. Yeah, so did, our, so did your thing. And, you know, to me... It was important. We were trying to do the right thing. We're trying to help people with, you know, this, the deer population and the tick population and the Lyme disease. And to me, it, it, it's proven because the city's doing it and the town of Onondaga is doing it and town of DeWitt's doing it and, you know, other people are doing it. To me, it works. But yeah. we still can't, get them to, still can't get them to pass the legislation. The last thing in the committee they told me now is that uh, it seems like I'm just favoring one builder. And I'm like, no, I don't even have one builder. I just want yeah. entice yeah. builders and people. Well, can you get letters from all the builders that are interested? In I mean, you know, no wonder nothing ever gets done. Get I'm trying to figure out a way because we haven't talked about this, but you, you know, uh, house A, house B, house C, 100,000, 200, 300,000. The service level is the same. Yeah. It costs us the same whether it's 100, 200. And I wish we could figure out a way just to do like a flat village bill. Because it does, there's people that are coming in and they're, they're paying an, an enormous amount of money. I mean, I have a, a section that it's $24,000 a year. And I'm like, now I know six school is 65% in the town and county are, a, a, you know, we're not the biggest part, but it's still, a, oh, it's a lot. but it's the same. I mean, the garbage is in it, you know, garbage and recycling and the parks and this, it's all the same. So I don't know if I can do it. I'm trying to figure out how I can I get it through. Could do something like you know what that. I mean? Because it would hurt a little bit of the smaller people. But when you take an average household and you say, okay, an average house in the village is $175,000, and everybody yeah. pays the same tax bill. That and then if, nice. it, if you could get the same revenue, yeah. to me it makes sense. Because, right. And it makes it fair and equitable for everybody. Because that's the nice thing about villages is sidewalks and the streetlights. We all pay. Everybody, everybody pays the same no matter where you live yep. or what you live in. Have you thought about any other exciting programs? Because I, I do like the pizza. With the, I was going to ask you. How, I was going to say I was thinking about doing it for the for the campaign. I just wondered if people come. Like I've had some people. You, you could tell what they're, they're 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 politically motivated, and I just didn't want to get. Uh, to me, that doesn't serve any purpose. No, no. I I try to. I don't. I don't have candidates with me. I'll bring in special guests. That and I don't care what party they are. I mean, mm -hmm. if that you know Al, I love you know Al will come in. Yep. 
because he's done a lot for Manoa. Yes. So, you know, if he, he wants to come in and sit and meet the people, the people want to meet him, yeah, let's do it. And to but, me, he's done it for the right reason. He's done it because it helps us. Right. It helps his residents. Right. It helps the people he serves. That's what, that's, that's what it's, what it's about. about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to get that across to people. I know. And that's one of my big things is, uh, you know, I want, I'm going to invite one of the, the, the Democratic leaders to come on this. I want to hear what they have. I'm going to be, I want to work with them. I want to hear what right. they have to say. You know as well as I do, it doesn't matter who you are. It's just what you can do to help us. Yeah, that's know. it. No, but I mean, the, the big thing you were asking me about um, other programs and stuff. But yeah, I mean, to get help from any level of government, and our big thing now is um, I, I have a vision of, you know, because of, uh, I think it started with the county that they want, or maybe the state, where, you know, you hit your downtown area and your village, a walkable community yeah. where you can walk. And we really have started to have a downtown area. We're getting more and more businesses in our village. We just have a new coffee shop that opened. And so I finally had an arc. Well, last year when the county gave out some money, some mm -hmm. grant money, we didn't have a plan yet. So a lot of people said, geez, Fayetteville got six figures, manliest, and all we got was 30 or 30,000. Mm -hmm. But that, that was for a plan. Right. Now I have a plan, and I can go to the county or whoever can help me and say, here's our plan, here's yeah. our vision, yeah. and this is what it's going to cost. Any bit of money you can give us, yeah. help us. So now I have a plan that connects our north side with our south side. With our walk. We have the pedestrian bridge, the green right. bridge that goes over, yeah. and we have a plan. And yeah. I'm really excited about that, so I'm... I just gave it to Kevin Holmquist to present to the to the county, uh -huh. see where that goes, and with CAC, wherever I can find, you know how it is. Yeah. Now we we yeah. go and see where we can find money and who has money and what mm -hmm. they can do for us. But you need a plan. You can't just go to them and say, no. yeah. I want to do this, and you don't really have a plan. You know? That's why the grants have been so successful. You know, we've been fortunate, everybody, yeah. you know what I mean? And now, I don't know if Congressman Kako reached out, but we got a thing yeah. that said there was, I haven't heard yet if we were eligible. We put on our idea. We haven't heard yet if we made the cut. But there, hopefully there's more and more of that investment from the um, county and from the state and right. from the federal government because we're going to have to, we're going to need it to, to yeah. rebuild and to help our residents, to help our businesses. I mean, that coffee shop opened up during a pandemic. I mean, yeah. it's amazing when you think about it and it's a great reuse of that building. You know? Yeah. That was a hardware store forever since, yeah. since it was there, it's always been yeah. a hardware store and uh, the people that they're great people that came in to the village. They did all the work themselves. I mean, you were in there. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, spill the tea cafe and they have a yoga studio in the back and, uh, they're doing great. Yeah. They're doing great. But even the reuse of Trappers too was a beautiful, oh, you know, when Greg yeah. did that, that was really well done. And that Greg was, had a know, vision and yeah. uh, really that's one of the best things that's happened to our village. Trappers too is just a meeting place. It's a place where everyone in our village goes. I mean, on Syracuse basketball and football games, it's packed with people. It's yeah. like old home week when you go in there. I see people from high school and from all over yeah. and it's, it's the hub of our village, really. It's a great, great, fantastic idea that Greg had and uh, to put that all in place. I mean, that's, you know, now it's all coming together. So we got to do some streetscape yeah. and we've got the plan. So yeah. that's the thing I'm excited about right yeah. now. Um, and then, of course, you know, just, uh, you know, what can we do to keep Manoa growing like, you know, you're doing yeah. with Fayetteville? I mean, yeah. We're, we're a unique little community because we're not on your way to anywhere. You yeah. really have to come through Manoa because you want to. Yeah. You know, there's other ways to yeah. get to Fayetteville and Manlius without coming through Manoa. But we all want people to choose our communities. Oh, yeah. You know, right. that's our goal. Every day we yeah. wake up is how do we make our village better or our county better 
so that people will choose to live here because they choose, they can live anywhere. Yeah. You know, I feel the one thing I feel bad about this COVID is that, you know, the housing market is just so hot right now. Oh. And, you know, it shuts out a lot of people's opportunities to be able to, I mean, I don't know how many, I, I counted three in Fayetteville right now for sale. Really? I mean, that's, it's, yeah. that's hard. I mean, it's a, it's a great thing from, yeah. from a side that a lot of people want to live in your community, but it's a bad thing because you're, you're not finding those people that really would love, you know, right. have, love the chance because the market's so, so hot yeah, right now. I mean, the development of Manola Farms, um, developer came in, he, he, you know, we have all, like I said, we got a lot of homes to be built there yet. And they're, they started with a cul-de-sac with 15 homes. They've got all those sold already. So they're going to keep going until yeah. no one wants to buy them. And they're building, you know, these homes are nice, beautiful homes. Yeah. And what you're seeing is some of the people that are coming in, I've been told, are from different big cities where they've been told because of COVID, you're never coming back to the office. So basically, you can live anywhere you want. Yeah. They come up here and say, wow, we can build a $300,000 home, get this kind of lot. Oh, yeah. And I'm living yeah. in an apartment in New York City for that. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's so you know inviting to them, and then even I found out a couple of the people that have bought these homes, having them built, are kids that left this area, that grew up in Manila, grew up in Central New York, went away for a job. Now they're finding out they can live anywhere they want to come back home. Yeah. So they're coming yeah. back home to build a house because they can work out. So yeah. the COVID, in a way, has changed the way people work. Yeah. You know, with the Zoom meetings and everything else going on, and. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess, a good thing because yeah. for us, it, a home building starting up again. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. And, and really, we're the last, like you say, there's no homes really to be built yeah. in our town. And this is the last development that you're still, you're on water, sewer, good school district, and affordable yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a key area to build. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the, you know, the one good thing. It's just, it's too bad we had to go through I it know. to people to realize what a quality of life it is up in, in, in our neck of the woods. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being here. And thank you for all that you do to help everybody in, the, in your village, in our village, in the town of Manly. So thank you so much for being on. Well, thank you, Mark. So, I, 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 um, I'll do everything I can to help you. Thank you. I think you'd be a great county legislator. I mean, you're filling the shoes of someone that was fantastic and you know, is a great guy, Kevin Holmquist. But you're the right guy to fill his shoes. I know you are because of the leadership with the Onondaga County Mayor Association, the leadership as mayor of Fayetteville, and just working with you. I mean, it's been a pleasure. Thank and you. I'm going to miss that because <laughs> I won't have you in Fayetteville, but yeah. I'll have you as yeah. county led. Right. So that's even better to have that connection. And I won't lose the connection that I have with exactly. Kevin. Yeah. So, so that's a great thing. Thank you so much no, for having me. No, and, I appreciate uh, you being on. Thank you very much. to continue working with so you. So again, go to peopleforolson.com and learn more about our campaign. Uh, and thank you very much for listening. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of the People for Olson podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast, and that way you'll be updated the moment a new episode is released. And don't forget to leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the People for Olson podcast. Well, thank you so much for checking out this week's episode. We're going to catch you next week back here on the People for Olson podcast. Andrew.